WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Tom Cryer Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. More money will soon be available for Michigan students attending community colleges or tribal colleges. Governor Gretchen Wimmer announced this week $6 million is being invested in the Michigan Reconnect and Futures for Frontliners programs. Wimmer says Michigan Reconnect is helping thousands of hardworking men and women take the first step towards a brighter future. Other hurdles remain, like the cost of books or child care or groceries, high-speed internet access, or reliable transportation. $550 will be available for students in the form of grants. To be eligible for the grants, students must be Michigan Reconnect or Futures for Frontliners scholarship recipients, have completed at least one semester with the program, or be enrolled in or enrolling for at least a semester. The Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education has named an interim superintendent for the district. Dr. Kelvin Butts will lead Benton Harbor Area Schools as the board seeks a permanent replacement for Andre Townsell, who leaves July 1st for a superintendent's post in Maryland. Butts is the principal of Fairplay Middle School and will transition to the superintendent's role on July 1st. Board President Deshauna Robinson says the body is confident in Dr. Calvin Butt's ability to serve as interim superintendent as we move forward in leading the district in achieving the mission, vision, and goals of Benton Harbor Area Schools. She asked the community to continue to fight with Tiger Nation as the school district revitalizes itself. Butts holds a master's degree in teaching and a doctorate degree in educational leadership. He says that he's humbled to receive the appointment. A study is being done by Andrews University working with Berrien County and Interfaith Action of Southwest Michigan on racial disparities in the inmate population at the Berrien County Jail. The percentage of inmates who are black is higher than the percentage of the Berrien County population that is black. Alpac's Dr. Larry Feldman tells us the study will look at length of jail stay, whether an inability to make bail is a factor, and more. We will be looking at the number and types of charges, trying to determine if there is a racial disparity along those lines. There are some national data indicating that, on average, people of color receive a greater number of charges. Sheriff Paul Bailey tells us the study could lead to new programs to help people change their lives. The county jail, I think we're up at $14 million to operate the county jail. So if the study is going to indicate that there's a need to educate people better and to try to understand why are they committing these crimes, I'm all for it. Bailey says if the study can lead to programs that help more people stay out of jail, he's in favor of it. Feldman says African-Americans are about 40 to 45 percent of the county jail population and approximately 14 percent of the Berrien County population. It's hoped that the Andrews study on the disparity is completed by the end of the summer. When it's finished, the findings will be published. Work has started on an MDOT project on I-94. They'll have lane closures in each direction from around Stevensville to Benton Harbor through mid-November. Also, Pipestone Street under the I-94 bridge has been narrowed down to one lane in each direction. MDOT spokesperson Nick Sharipa tells us there will be more. There will be some intermittent total closures of Pipestone Road. Obviously, that when you're doing bridge work, sometimes you've got to totally close that road down. And there will be some detours posted. Uh, when we do have Pipestone Road totally closed under I-94, northbound Pipestone Road will be detoured on eastbound I-94 to Napier Avenue, back on westbound I-94 on the Pipestone Road, and then southbound Pipestone Road will go the other way. It's now a tight fit going under the highway bridge on Pipestone. Sherpa says the work is to prepare for a much larger project starting next year to rebuild I-94 from Stevensville to Benton Harbor. The total investment for the project is estimated to be more than $153 million. 
and Dot has put up a special website just for the work. We have a link to it at our website. If you're planning to travel for the 4th of July, you won't be alone, as the number of people that are expected to hit the road for the extended holiday weekend is expected to be the highest in three years. The projections we're saying is uh, nearing or exceeding pre-pandemic levels, so we definitely could go past those levels. But I would say the most important thing for people to realize is that your experience as a traveler is going to be similar to your experience in 2019. So don't go to the airport expecting uh, some of those pandemic era uh, no crowd experiences. There's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be delays and you should be prepared for that. That's TSA spokesperson Jessica Maley, who says if you're flying this weekend, you should arrive at the airport two hours before your flight is scheduled to leave. In addition, Maley says in light of a series of recent cancellations and delays, you should check with your airline ahead of time to see if your flight is still available. An 86-year-old South Bend man is recovering after a boating accident in Cass County on Tuesday. The Cass County Sheriff's Department says a 74-year-old South Bend man was operating his 16-foot boat near the south end of Diamond Lake by Diamond Islands Ferry when he crashed into a fishing boat occupied by a 70-year-old St. Joseph man and a 73-year-old Three Oaks man. 86-year-old Robert Schmidt of South Bend was thrown from the 16-foot boat and was unconscious in the water. The men from the other boat pulled him out of the water. A Cass County Marine unit then helped everyone get back to shore, where Schmidt was treated for his injuries. The crash remains under investigation, and police say that alcohol was not a factor. The city of Niles needs to replace over 2,600 lead water service lines. Utilities manager Jeff Dunlap tells our news gathering partners at WSBT 22 it'll cost the city $18 million, but says they don't have the cash for that. The state has issued a mandate that all lead pipes need to be replaced, and Niles has $300,000 in the budget every year to have 50 lead pipe replacements on an emergency basis. Overall, replacing the pipes and updating fire hydrants and water meters in Niles will cost over $26 million, and the city council has approved applying for a low-interest loan from the state. To repay that, it would cost water rate payers $1.50 a month for more than the next 20 years for every $3 million borrowed. Niles was not approved for a state loan for their past dam project, which cost $12 million. They will find out in August if they're approved this time. The City of South Haven Police Department announced on Wednesday that the Dykeman Bridge will be closed for a period of time before, during, and after the July 3rd fireworks show. The last bridge opening before the show will be 9.30 p.m. Marine patrol units will then close the Black River Channel to boat traffic until after the show. The fireworks are scheduled to begin around 10.25 and last about 20 minutes. According to South Haven Police Chief Natalie Thompson, the bridge will remain open for pedestrians and vehicle traffic for about 30 minutes. At 11.15, the bridge will be then raised to allow boat traffic to pass for about an hour. Vehicle and pedestrian traffic will not be able to cross the bridge until boat traffic has cleared. And the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven is set to host its 20th annual fish boil fundraiser on Saturday, July 9th from 5 to 8 p.m. or until the fish runs out. The fish boil is the largest annual fundraiser for the museum. Everything from the fish to the napkins is donated by local businesses and organizations. Guests will experience a traditional Great Lakes fish boil with lake fish, potatoes, onions, a roll, and coleslaw. After dinner, guests can enjoy a cup of Sherman's Lindy Lou Amaretto Cherry Ice Cream. The event will also feature games, a 50-50 raffle, and a cash bar. Tickets are $12 for adults and $6 for children, 5 and younger. A takeout fish boil option is also available as well. All proceeds go towards operating expenses for the museum. Download the Newstalk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolfe.